Welcome to the Diary of a Ghost Hunter podcast with your frightfully good hosts and paranormal investigators, Anne and Renata. Join the chaos weekly as we tell you what has inspired us, what cases we're investigating, what is driving us round the twist, and the true horror of what goes on in the background of being a ghost hunter. This is a Frightfully Good production. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Yes, we're back from overseas. We've got a lot to tell you. A lot's happened since we've arrived home. But stay tuned because it's all coming right at you. Hi, Anne. Hi, Renata. Uh, we are back. We are back. We've been back for just over two weeks, and uh, our apologies for not getting a Diary of a Ghost Hunter out to you sooner. But things sort of turned us up when we got home, didn't they? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it kind of started a little bit before we got home. Your dad got quite unwell. He did. And he was... Stubborn um, and cantankerous and yes, wouldn't go to hospital. Yes, making a bit of a fuss about trying to get any help, as he has done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my children, and when I say children, they're 30 and 27. I know I had them when I was five. Uh, they uh, couldn't get him to go to hospital, so they were stressed out as well. And basically, we landed on the Thursday two and a bit weeks ago, and I rang him and I said, you're sick, you're going to hospital. Took him to hospital and started getting the help that he really needed. And sadly, a week later, he did pass away. It looked like it was pneumonia, but we think there was something else going on as well. But he was 90. He had a great life. And this is something that I have found interesting as a ghost hunter, a paranormal investigator, and also someone who has worked in aged care is... I, I feel I look at death a little bit differently because we have communication with the other side and things that we can't explain. It, it's sort of like I don't feel like death is it. There's there's no more beyond this. And I don't mean that in a 
religious sense of the word at all. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether I was just oddly detached from the whole situation. And Renata watched me go through the stages of grief. I'm sure I was a great case study for her. <laughs> for me, he had a good death. The, the, all the things were lined up that we'd done everything he needed to and, and we'd said everything we needed to. I, in my gut, knew he was going to pass the night before he passed. Mm. And we actually had a, he, he sort of was unconscious, came to, we had a great chat and he told me he loved me. I told him I loved him and he had a bit of a joke as I left the door and he passed away peacefully the next day. So mm. didn't have to put him in a home, none of that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you to all those people who have reached out and sent their condolences. I really appreciate it. it it's been a bit of a struggle to keep going. Of course, having a different pers- perspective on death doesn't stop the hurt of losing someone who's you, know, you love and it's in part of your life. But yeah, it is it is what it is. It's part of the life cycle, things you can't avoid, taxes and death. That's That was that. But it has meant that the last two weeks have been a little difficult for getting recordings done. We fell behind on True Hauntings, which was completely me because I just went, I, I just can't. And very kindly, Renata allowed me to take a week off. Oh, what? <laughs> just one. Just one. <laughs> Don't pull that... <laughs> Don't pull that again, I'm bitch. going to pull the grief card as many times as I can. I can't do that. My heart's broken at the moment. You'll have to do it for me. Um, uh, you won't let me do it. No. Well, you can't no. do it on your own. You can't do true hauntings on your own because no. it would be you telling the history and that's it. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been... There'd the, be no the, wheezing. The episode that we did would not have been as hysterical as it was if you were not there. That's I right. have to agree. I don't actually add great content. I just make her lose her shit, so... Yeah, <laughs> she does. We have come back from our trip to Germany and Prague. Yes. And what did we learn? Uh, what did we learn? We learned that we're very unfit. Yes, we learned that we were very unfit. We learned that on on these bus trips, you have to expect the unexpected, and you have to allow for time for unexpected things to happen, because not everything's going to flow smoothly. There were a couple of things within the trip that happened that were kind of not calculated for, and I think it was a learning uh, curve for the people who had organised. It was the first time they had actually run this trip. Yep. We were the guinea pigs, so mm-hmm. considering that, it went really well. Yes, but it went was really just well. Too much to do. Yes, too much. Too um, many hills to <coughs> climb. Where was the little uh, <clears throat> mini mokes to scoot us up to the castle? That's right. <laughs> we yeah. had to walk a lot. Yeah. Sadly, we both had, uh, well, Renata had her ongoing cough that she, I think is post-COVID or long COVID or something. And I had bronchitis. Mm. My asthma and my bronchitis was shocking. So climbing hills was difficult. Yes. And when it came to investigating... There wasn't really much in the way investigating. But again, if we had read the tour, it was the superstitions and um, spookiness of the thing, not paranormal investigations. Our one to New Orleans is going to be full of investigations. Mm. And that's because that's what we asked for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as the hosts. Another thing that you did mention, and that was true very much so, is that we were in countries that really don't talk a lot about that. Yeah, It wasn't uppermost in the minds of the people where we were staying to actually yes. allow us to go into places and investigate. And it's not that long ago that one of the, the world wars was there. It's, it's 
it's still in the living memory of some people that are there and there is trauma associated with that. They, they don't want to remember their hometowns being destroyed and it, it was interesting being on the other side because, you know, we know the Australians and New Zealanders, Americans, everyone that went to war and we think of all the heartache, but then we forget that they were doing it to each other and yes, mm. there was one that was an instigator but the, the people were suffering just yeah. like the the people in England were suffering and sometimes they just don't want to remember that yeah yeah that's true but we had some highlights we had lots of highlights one of mine was of course the the ossuary oh the said like ossuary uh, the, yep. the bone church yep. where we unfortunately were not allowed to take any photographs but um uh Dave. Dave, who had been there a couple of years prior, and at that when, point yeah. they were allowed to take some photographs. He generously shared some of his so we could post them. But that was a memorable spot. I think another memorable spot was when we went into that big church in Germany and uh, we found another skeleton, the skeleton of a saint in a special sort of area in That's the church. The, one of the dusty, crusty relics of um, Europe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I uh, left out religious, dusty, that, crusty, and religious. That that was pretty amazing. Uh, we saw a lot of sausage being eaten. <laughs> Those crazy Germans! Those crazy Germans! Uh, yes, every cutting uh, first. Uh, I, I I think. I think they think that everyone that comes to Germany wants to eat sausage and sauerkraut, <laughs> and. Germany, that's not the case. It's not really. No, we want strudel as well. <laughs> we did eat strudel. We, we had did. a lot of strudel. We had a lot of strudel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, we saw lots and lots of beautiful castles. Oh, Bavaria. Can I talk about my favourite moment? Yes. Thank you. Sedlec Ossuary, again, seeing all the skeletons of people who died during the plague uh, made into a sacred space was just insanely beautiful in a weird sort of way. Mm -hmm. But there was another place <coughs> that we went to, which was, I think, a um, an extra that they threw in. And that was this place. Now, for those who are not uh, watching the YouTube version, I'm holding up uh, a ticket. And this was a ticket to what was essentially a museum where they told us the story of Frankenstein and how, you know, his, his body parts were put together and the possible science behind that actually happening. So it was the Museum of Autopsy, I think, if I remember correctly. And they had machines that showed how they could have animated a dead body by putting the electricity through it. Mm -hmm. They had mummified corpses and things that was right up my alley. I really enjoyed that. My only issue with it, it was so freaking hot. Everywhere really we went hot. was so yeah. hot. It was hot. It was summer. Funny about that, huh? <clears throat> now, I don't know if you remember when we were in Amsterdam, we had an emergency alert come over our mobile phones. You watched everyone. It was like one of those horror scenes in a movie. You hear the did it it and everyone picks up their phone and looks at it. And it was to say that you are in imminent danger. You must seek shelter immediately. And we're going, what the hell? What the hell? Then uh, it turned out it was just a testing of the system, but... Those who had just flown into Amsterdam, they didn't know about that, like us. And we're going, what do we do? Kiss our asses and say goodbye? I really, it was. Yeah, it was of, one of those eerie moments. Yeah. It was sort of funny. In a, a, well, we're, we're up Poop Creek, aren't we? Let's just go buy a donut and die. 
Where's the cloud? Which way is it coming from? Let's go get one of those magic muffins and boys will die happy. (laughs) But when we're in Germany, we got one of those texts as well. And the whole busload of people started getting these texts coming through. It was all in German. We're going, Mm. what the hell? What's going on? Because we're very close to uh, Ukraine. Yeah, and Ukraine, yeah. So... It, it's a strong possibility that there may have been some sort of missile coming towards us. And it's one of these moments where you, you're you facing the thought of, uh, what do you call it, imminent death. It, and it turned out there was a forest fire very near us. Once we got someone to translate it, we worked out what was going on and that they had to avoid the area. But... Uh, Interesting. Yes. It was a War of the Worlds moment. It was. Mm. It was. But we have been busy since we've come back. Mm-hmm. We have lots more highlights, but we'll, we'll just keep cracking on. We ran a workshop yesterday. Yes, we ran a workshop, a Ouija board workshop. And when this was suggested to Maitland Jail, they actually ran with and said, what a good idea. Let's run this. Well, and it started off just as workshops and it was like, which one should we do first? Yeah, well, yeah, we've run the Ouija board, Ouija board workshop before and it's gone really well. Online, so it's, it's yeah. one of those ones that we know is going to work well. And yes, it was posted. It caused a bit of a furor, furor on the Maitland Jail Facebook page. With, a few shares, a few yes, comments. With, with one of the, the most it's kind of... Cross, you, you're sort of... One of the screen. most highlighted posts or answered posts um, that they have had. So that was quite interesting. But we did fill it. We filled it up very, very quickly. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There, there was one or two uh, people in the local area that sort of were not happy with the idea. They put some complaints in higher up. Yes, they did. Kind of really didn't go anywhere, but they felt as though they needed to complain because everyone has a right to voice their opinion. That's right, and that's okay. Yes, yes. We weren't sure whether there was going to be an issue on the (laughs) night and we'd have protesters, but sadly there wasn't. No. Uh, I was sort of looking forward to a a discussion, and it would have been a discussion. We wouldn't have been offensive, but we did have some comments that the workshop, that they enjoyed how we presented it because it wasn't presented through the eyes of bias. It was presented through history, and shows that it was used in and we had little clips and things like that to show people and how it developed and they really enjoyed that and then they all had the chance to actually work with the boards with our fabulous team yes and we wandered around and sort of troubleshooted any issues but we had an astounding thing happen something that is still blowing my mind you've forgotten haven't you 
what we did to spice it up a little bit is I thought we'll have a competition. And I got, we had four groups and I got four envelopes and inside an envelope I popped a word. Uh, so I, I locked myself in the residence, in a room by myself. I wrote the word out in a piece of paper <clears throat> and then I, as I was writing it, I was writing it with intention and I was saying, these are the words I want the people to know. So if you are here and you can hear me, Please pass these words on to the people so they can report back what the word is. And I folded it up, popped it in an envelope, sealed it, signed it so it couldn't be opened by anyone. I uh, shuffled them all up and then took them around to each group, slid it underneath the Ouija board. And the idea the Ouija board was going to spell out the hidden word in the envelope. So they did that. And I also added, I want you all just to hold the envelope and put down what you think the word might be. Mm-hmm. So they all came back with their words and the Ouija board had spelt out words, which was great. And they started to go through it. So the first one, they read out the words that they thought it was going to be. They read out the word, the Ouija board, and then they opened it up and it was something like horse or something, uh, which was not the word. So then the next one, they've read out all the words. And one of the words was one of the words I knew that I had chosen but I didn't know which envelope it was in. They've opened up the envelope and it was the word. Mm. And that word was parrot. Yeah. I deliberately chose words that had nothing to do with the paranormal, just random words. The only clue I gave them was that it was five to six letters in length. That was it. And this young man picked the word parrot, not the Ouija board. This one young man, he was astounded as everybody else in the room. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that? How how did that happen? <clears throat> did he just guess a word and it just happened to be the word? Or do you think maybe by me writing with intention and sending it out there that he has picked up on it telepathically and that word has sat there. Now, I can tell you there were no parrots at the residence. There was no mention of parrots all evening. So that there was, was no very subconscious random, thing. Yes, very random. And no, no one else got any of the words. That blew my mind. Even Roman, yeah. the, the skeptic, was like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's that shows a lot of ability. Yeah. A lot of latent ability. Move over, Tyler Henry. Yeah. <laughs> young guy. He, he just absolutely... He was beaming. Yeah. <laughs> He had had so much fun, and his his girlfriend, I think it was, she was so proud of him. Oh, yeah, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> now, the the other thing that we did over the last couple of weeks is actually advertise for volunteers because um, we have uh, a very busy few months coming up at Maitland Jail where we are going to be putting on more tours uh, coming up to the Christmas period and just having more events. So we we decided that we'd put on a, a few volunteers just to help out and to lessen the strain on um, teams the core team. and uh, yeah, just train up a few people. That was a lesson in itself and a lesson on how to how to try and attract the right people and what to put out there. And again, putting it out there in a particular way, putting anything out there in, a, in any way, shape or form leads you to be gossiped about or uh, finger pointed at or other people doing it in a different way as if to go well if you're doing it this way we're going to do it that way one step bigger and better than you so it it was quite an interesting 
interesting experience. Now, we had uh, quite a number of people that applied. applied. Uh, so we sort of had to cut that down. And there were and some people that we would have loved, absolutely loved yes. to bring on uh, to help us out, but they just lived too far away. And yeah. the, the dangers of travelling to and from that location at that time of night, we just can't risk it. Yeah, yeah. So, we, I mean, not only do we have a duty of care to the people that come on the tours, we also have a duty of care to our volunteers and any of our staff members. We have to look after them. We have to make sure that they're healthy and not in trauma and that they arrive home safely and that they're not overtired. And, and that they're know, physically able to do yeah. what needs to be done. Yeah. And we are handing our business, our livelihood over into their hands so they're people that we have to absolutely know Trust. that yeah. that they're, the first thing in their mind is making Newcastle ghost tours or frightfully good look the best it can there's no other agenda there's no other fears we don't want people who have different belief systems to us because that's not going to work with what we're trying to teach so it it has been a really interesting process mm-hmm. Uh, we're not quite through the process yet. No, I, uh, I so... stuffed that one up yet again by having my father's wake on the. I had to I had to go around my my dad's sister half sister who is coming from Queensland, so that was the only night we could do it. So I apologised to all those people who were waiting to have an interview. Yes, so we're we're going to go into the interview process within the next week or so, and then uh, we'll be making a choice of just just a few people just to help out between now and Christmas. And we've got to know they're the type of people that if they say yes, they're going to do something, that they will turn up and, and not say, well, I've got a better offer. I'm not coming in tonight because you're not paying us. And we can't pay people. There is simply... Yeah. There's no money. <laughs> if you think you're going to make a, a wealthy, healthy living out of running ghost tours? Yeah. I, I read somewhere where... Someone had actually said it would be a great job to have. And I sort of thought to myself, hmm, no, you really need to ask someone who's in the business and doing it. (laughs) Because, yes, there are so many awesome things that you can do, but it's still a business. And we do run ours as a business, not as a a charity or as a hobby or as an extra. Because uh, we can't this afford is, to. Yeah, this is what we make it takes, our, our living from. It takes up too much time. You're doing at least 80% of the work that you're doing for free. They're, they're the hours you spend at your job and not earning a penny out of it because that's what it takes to run the business properly and do your research and put it all together and do your podcasts and all the other stuff that you do. And the the talk component part is only a couple of hours a week, really, when you look at it. You know, how many hours do you work a week? Well, you can say, well, you know, I might put in 12-hour days, but I work in inverted commas, two hours on a Friday night. Yes. <laughs> doing, doing a tour. Yeah. Uh, but I've spent the whole week working <laughs> yeah. and to make that for, tour work. And people forget that there is the not only the hire of the location or the split of the fee with the location, but there is so much equipment that that is purchased and used on these tours. Mm. And uh, sadly, when it's being handed around in the public, they get broken. 
Yeah. So we've got a lot of turnover of equipment and like even nine volt batteries at the moment. I'd, I'm sort of running around to the team saying, please make sure you turn off the K2s. Please turn off the REM pods. Turn everything off as soon as you finish with it. Because the batteries are $6 each. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's only going to last one tour and you've got four REM pods and and you've got 10 K2s out, do the maths. It's not yeah. going to last very long. Yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. That's something to consider as well as your insurance and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. So the, the, the tours we love and that's how we get to meet people and it's great, but we just can't afford to be paying everyone. Yeah. Yes. So we're stingy um, old cows. Well, we'd love to. We'd love to. We'd, we would love people to. People won't come on the tours if we have to charge an extra $50 a, a ticket to pay everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it's it's just finding that, that lovely balance. I feel like we're whinging all the time, you know that. We will be looking at further workshops before the end of the year. Hopefully we might be able to run one or two more workshops. Is there workshops. one that you would like us to run? Let us know because mm. uh, we, we are happy to have suggested topics. These are being held live at Maitland Jail. And the beauty of it is if we, say, do a spirit box workshop, we'll explain <clears> to people the history of it, how to use it, and then we actually go out into the jail and use it. So it's not often that you get to be on a haunted location, learn how to use it, and then go out and put it into practice. So thank you again, Maitland Jail, for the opportunity yep. to run these. But we need to get going because we've got a radio show to get to. That's correct. So... so uh, please share this around. Uh, make sure you give it a thumbs up. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Keep an eye out for all the UK stuff that is coming out every week now. It's coming out very regularly. Thank you, Cousin Steve. We will be back, hopefully, with another one before we go to Norfolk Island. Absolutely. And then hopefully another one. <laughs> we'll see how many we can cram in before we go. But it's great to be back. And thank you for all the lovely condolences you've sent. And um, share it around. And if you want to buy us a cup of coffee, please Buy me a coffee, Anne and Renata. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. See you on the dark side. <sighs> Stay spooky. Don't be a dickhead. Be frightful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We'll get this right one day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Make sure you check out our True Hauntings podcast, Spooky Sunday podcast, and make sure you have a frightfully good night.